woe is me. Have you ever just felt that way? Woe is me. Are you feeling that way at all this morning? Is that the first thing you've said to yourself some of these winter mornings when you've woken up to face the challenges of a new day these days? Woe is me. What does woe mean? The Urban Dictionary says, woe is an old word meaning great sorrow or misfortune. Therefore, saying woe is me means that there's nothing left in you except sorrow or misfortune. Effectively, you have become misfortune. Hence, it is used to complain about just how terrible your life seems to be. When Isaiah today says, woe is me, woe is a proclamation of judgment on oneself, on himself, and perhaps a word of warning to others. When I was growing up, we used to hear a song on the TV before my parents turned it off that sang, gloom, despair, and agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Woe is me. Woe means I'm very sad. However, it's an extremely old-fashioned phrase. In 19th century melodramas, when the villain tied the heroine to the railroad tracks with a train coming, the hero not having yet appeared, the heroine cries, oh, woe is me, and 21st century audience laughs. But our sadness is no laughing matter. These are challenging days. Woe is me. Our world is alarmed by Russians on the border of the Ukraine. Our lives are made more difficult by the fear of the coronavirus. Daily we hear news of thousands of death. I'm afraid to go to the grocery store, but I still do. And when I go, I see that some shelves are empty and the prices of what is there I see inflation has struck. Are you sad? Seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. Sad begins and ends about the same time every year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel moody. Signs and symptoms of sad may include feeling listless, sad or down most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy and feeling sluggish, having problems with sleeping too much, experiencing carbohydrate cravings, overeating and weight gain, having difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless or guilty, Treatments for SAD include one, light therapy. First thing in the morning especially, let the light shine on you. Treatment for SAD too includes talk therapy. Doesn't have to be talk to a psychiatrist. Talk to a friend, tell that friend how you are feeling. Talk to one of your pastors. Claudette and I are good listeners. We're ready to listen to you. Christian treatment for SAD 3 includes prayer. Go before God in all honesty. Tell God exactly how you are feeling. Pray for God's help. Pray for the peace that passes all human understanding. 
We were stunned this week to hear of the death by suicide of Miss USA 2019, Chesley Christ. A friend of hers posted, too many people suffer in silence. If you are suffering, say something to somebody. When the prophet Isaiah proclaims it today, woe is me is not so much a cry of sadness, it is a cry of guilt. It's a cry of unworthiness. It's a cry of shame. It's the year that King Isaiah died, 738 BC. Isaiah has a vision of God in the temple. Isaiah is standing on holy ground, and he describes the angels all around. The Lord is sitting on a high and lofty throne in the Holy of Holies in the temple of Jerusalem. Stood the throne of God, formed by the outspring outspread wings of two giant cherubim over the Ark of the Covenant. God is so great that just the hem of his robe fills the temple, the image of a God too gigantic to be contained. The angels cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Some see in holy, holy, holy a reference to God as we know God through the New Testament, a God in three persons. Holy, holy, holy. Others say the repetition suggests holiness to the extreme, holiness cubed, holy, holier, holiest. The foundations shake at that holiest of cries. Smoke fills the temple. We remember that smoke and the earthquake are signs of a theophany, God's presence in the Old Testament. The people looked for God in the earthquake, the wind, and the fire. But sometimes it turns out God is present just in the still small voice, the sound of sheer silence. In the presence of Almighty God, Isaiah is overwhelmed with the insignificance of his own humanity with the recognition of his sin, with the knowledge of his unworthiness. Woe is me, Isaiah cries out, woe is me. I am lost, lost without salvation, without a prayer. No one can stand in God's holy presence. No one is worthy to see God and live. I am lost in Hebrew can also mean I am silenced. In awe of God, Isaiah is without words. But he does manage an exclamatory personal prayer of confession. I'm a man of unclean lips. Followed by his confession for all people. And I live among an unclean people. Woe is Isaiah. Woe are we. Jesus actually uses the word woe more than anyone else in the Bible. The Gospel of Luke has it with twice as many woes, 13 as the nearest book in the Old Testament, Ezekiel, with six. And only Matthew has nearly as many uses of woe as Luke. In the Revelation, when God's judgment upon sinful humankind is being revealed, the Apostle John writes, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth at the blasts of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. Revelation 8:13. So he is showing the greatest significance possible by repeating it three times. 
The use of a word three times in the Bible is so rare that it's only done when the holiness of God is described holy, holy, holy in Revelation 4.8 and in Isaiah 6.3. Jesus used the word woe seven times in Matthew in chapter 23 to indicate a completeness of the woes or judgments of God upon humanity as seven is the number of completion or perfection, indicating God's judgment will be complete and perfectly just. Woe, woe, woe. Holy, holy, holy. Now when I step out the door of my townhouse most mornings, albeit not this morning, but most mornings, the sun hits me full on in the face because my townhouse has that wonderful eastern orientation. In that moment, I feel warmed and blessed as I start a new day. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. It says in Numbers 6, 22 through 27, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. The sun seems to be shining more, at least most days. The days are getting longer. Finally, we're moving out of the worst of those SAD sad days. We cling to the good news that perhaps COVID case numbers are finally on the decline. I'm relieved. And I know that God will bless us and that God is blessing us. Just maybe our woe is me days are behind us. I hope so. Peyton Manning said he had his own woe is me period of life. Peyton helped transform the struggling Colts franchise into consistent playoff contenders, leading them into 11 playoff runs, eight division titles, three AFC championship games, two Super Bowl appearances, and one championship title in Super Bowl XLI, the franchise's first in over three decades. That was then but in May 2011, after 14 season with those Indianapolis Colts, after guiding them to that Super Bowl victory, Manning went in for the first of two surgeries to correct a herniated disc in his neck. That ended up costing him his job with the Colts, but he didn't give up football. After a season of recovery, he went to work with the Denver Broncos. Then at 37 years old, the NFL star had to relearn how to throw, but that eventually put him on the path to a second Super Bowl win, this time for his second team, the Broncos, in the Super Bowl 50 in 2015, making him the first starting quarterback to win the Super Bowl for more than one franchise. A feat accomplished again later by Tom Brady, first with the New England Patriots and then second with the Tampa Bay team. Speaking about his injury, Peyton Manning said, I walked around for an angry while. 
in a bad mood. Woe is me, I said. Woe is me. But then he hastened to add, I've gotten over that. It just doesn't do any good. Woe, woe is me that I am a sinner. That's how one Christian put it. Woe, woe is me that I am a sinner. To that they added that I grieve this blessed God. And to that they added this blessed God who is infinite in goodness and grace. Augustine said, this only I know, that woe is me except in thee. Woe is me except in thee. A seraph flies to Isaiah with a live coal. It means a hot, burning coal from the altar. And with it, he touches Isaiah's lips. Ouch. And Isaiah proclaims, and excuse me, the seraph proclaims to Isaiah, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed you, and your sin is blotted out. If you cry, woe is me today or, or any day, remember that the blessing of the Lord is upon you. The face of the Lord shines upon you. Remember that Jesus Christ has blotted out your sin. Jesus Christ has taken your guilt away. Know that when the bread and cup offered in remembrance of him touch your lips today. Amen.